0: I often say that addiction is the result of not knowing how to find safety inside of yourself. So you find it in something else and understandably you get hooked on it because you're desperate for safety. That's all you're guilty of. Any of you looking to learn more about supporting addiction recovery through a trauma-informed and somatic lens and a nutritional lens, please join me for my Addiction Circle. This is a bi-monthly, entirely free, virtual circle that I invite anyone here to come and join if they want more information. Addiction tends to be so steeped in shame, and I find that doing this work in a community of people helps to destigmatize that shame so you can see how not alone you are in the experience. So whether you are personally withdrawing, preventing, experiencing relapse, or you work with people who are actively addicted or in recovery, all are welcome. The next addiction circle is Tuesday, July 2nd at 4 p.m. EDT. This meeting is not recorded for the sake of anonymity. No registration is necessary. Just join through the link below. On today's episode, I talk about the difference between listening to the body and following the body. Hello, everybody. I don't want you to miss out on the opportunity to take my three-week free email series about how to stop fawning. This series is like a small course that will be delivered to your inbox, two emails per week for three weeks, and it's going to teach you how to release the fawning mechanism. Fawning is the most pervasive trauma response we have because it's so socially rewarded and it becomes our personality. I'm going to teach you through video exercises, through education, and even through a free 90-minute live session how to begin releasing this mechanism from your life. To sign up for this series, visit my website, holisticlifenavigation.com, and click on the button that pops up that says Fawning Series. If that doesn't pop up, just scroll down and join the mailing list, or click on the link in the episode details. If you're already on my newsletter, All you have to do is sit back and relax, and you'll receive it on Sunday, March 19th. Now, let's begin the episode. Welcome to the Holistic Life Navigation Podcast, where we discuss every aspect of life through the lens of somatic psychology, nutrition, and self inquiry. My name is Luis Mujica. And I'm a somatic educator who teaches people how to find safety inside themselves so they can better navigate this strange and sensational human experience. Your time to learn begins now. This is a really uh, common question, and it's a brilliant one. Is my body always right? You know, how do I listen to my body when I have to go to work? How do I listen to my body when it says you're in danger, but. I'm not. I'm just on stage speaking and it scares me. There's a big difference between listening to the body and following the body. So I want us all just to kind of settle into that and feel it in your body right now. I'll say it again. The practice of listening to the body is a different practice from following the body. When my daughter cries in the middle of the night because something scared her and I go into her room and I sit next to her in the bed, I'm listening to her fears. If I was following her fears, imagine what that would be like. What? There's someone in the closet. Oh my gosh, you you heard a weird creature in the room. We better run. We better get out of here. That wouldn't be a good idea. So the first thing here to understand is our bodies can get confused because of our minds. The body feels what the mind thinks and sees and hears and imagines. So sensations become or, or essentially they are born, they unfurl from the mind. And let's just you know pause there. That's the magic of the human experience. Something from the ether, something from the mental sphere, which is not a physical plane, creates a physical thing. It's actual magic. Something becomes physical. It's it's how I feel about songs and art and bridges and cars, you know, something in the mind that we can imagine and see becomes physical reality. That's what the body does. The body is the original artist and alchemist. Because if I think he hates me, my body feels it, even if I'm not conscious of the thought. So a physical biological response, a constriction, adrenaline, a, a jolt of electricity, these things happen in my physical body within nanoseconds, possibly beyond time as we know it, when a thought comes in that's painful, right? Why that's important is the more you practice somatic work, especially the kind I teach, you learn that we're building a muscle and that muscle is the awareness of the witnesser, our conscious self, and how that witnesser can witness the ego, and the soma, the body, and that's important because when you have uncoupled those three things from each other, the body, the witnesser and the ego, you get very, very clear about what's happening and why and how to be with it. So for instance, let's say I am going to a party with a friend and I work all day and I'm really tired and I feel the exhaustion in my body. So I'm witnessing exhaustion. I'm not being the exhaustion, I'm just witnessing it. And I'm witnessing the thoughts from my ego. It's gonna be horrible. No one there is going to like me. I'm gonna be stuck there, all these thoughts. Then I'm feeling the sensations coming from those thoughts. So now I'm aware of two different things in my body. I'm aware of a fatigue from working, which is just the state of my body in that moment, a healthy response from putting out energy all day. And then I'm simultaneously aware of these secondary sensations, the overcoupled ones that come from the belief or the thought I'm going to be trapped. It's going to be horrible. No one's going to like me. When I have that awareness, my conscious self becomes the parent of the body and the mind. So the parent gets to say, Oh, belly, you're feeling a lot of anxiety when you think you're trapped there. Let's sit with that together. I'm listening to my body. I'm not following it. I'm listening to it. And as I listen to it, it calms down like any of us do when we're heard. And it dissipates. And I notice the thought is no longer attached or believed to by the body. My body has released the concept, I'm going to be trapped there. And now that's not a threat. So what am I left with? I'm left with my fatigue. I'm left with my exhaustion. So I sit with that. Hmm. Okay. Let me feel this exhaustion. What does this exhaustion need? I'm hungry. I'm listening to my exhaustion. It says, I'm hungry. I'm going to make some food. I make some food 10, 15 minutes after I eat, my blood sugar stabilizes. I feel clear, I have energy, I'm so excited to go to this party. That's one scenario. Another one is I eat, and now I'm even more settled into my exhaustion. My exhaustion feels tended to, and in that tending, it takes over. It says, I just want to lay down. I just want to listen to a record. I just want to watch a show. I just want to play music. I don't want to go to this party. And I listen to that, and I feel that and it's a reality. I don't have the capacity for the party. And then I, by listening to my capacity, I follow it, right? So I don't follow sensations, I listen to them first, I get in a relationship with them, I tend to them, I notice that something changes in my body after tending to them, and then I see what I'm going to do. Because we don't have a lot of somatic practices in our culture growing up, we don't even know there's a conscious witnesser, an ego, and a soma. They're all shoved together. So when I feel the anxiety in my stomach about a party, I immediately assume that's my intuition. And I assume I shouldn't go to this party. It doesn't feel good I'm not going. That's me following trauma response and anxiety. Listening to trauma response and anxiety is the example I gave. I pause and I get curious what's the root? What causes this anxiety? From listening, the meaning comes up. I'll be trapped. No one will like me. They won't have food I want to eat there. And I notice those thoughts are causing the anxiety, not the party itself, because I'm not there. It's an expected threat. When I uncouple that and then I feel my exhaustion, I am here with the exhaustion. That's not an expected threat. That's happening right now. And in the feeling right now in my body, the exhaustion leads me to the next step. Eating, napping, taking a bath, going for a walk, going to the party, then leaving if I don't like it. I follow the now. I feel into the now after I've uncoupled the sensations in the body from the mind and I feel the sensations from the present moment. And this is like one of the greatest tricks of our bodies is present sensations that are happening in response to our real time moment, like second by second moment, they get oppressed and bypassed by future fears, expected threat, anticipated threat and anxiety takes over the present sensation. So what we're doing often is we're following sensations that are born from expected threat, not from real time experience. We're literally in a time warp. So I'm gonna give us a practice right now to play with us and notice. This practice is to physically get in touch with these three parts of us. So the first thing we wanna do is just notice your breath coming through your body. And if you can't feel your body, if you have a hard time feeling, grab a pillow and put it over your chest or belly, and give it a little squeeze. And actually, let's all do that together. That's that's actually one of my favorites. So whether you feel your body or not, and if you don't have a pillow, you can use your hands. So with your hands or your pillow, put your hands over your chest, and just gentle pressure. Nothing, not harsh. Just a gentle kind of loving touch, and just notice, witnessing the sensation of your hand on your chest. And this is the beginning. You're noticing that you can notice your hand on your chest. You're not your hand or your chest. You're witnessing them. And see how that feels. And then look around the room and choose one thing in the room that you like, one thing that's beautiful, one thing that's pleasant or one thing that's simply the absence of threat. And we specifically wanna notice where we feel that thing in our body. Where do we feel that? So I'm looking at a tree. I immediately feel the back of my head, down to my neck, across my chest, around my back. I feel this just, it's almost like the tree itself. There's like a solid, calm root going through me. That's how my body sensationally experiences this moment right now with the tree. That's a part of me that's not overcoupled. It's in real time relationship to something in this moment. Now, think about something mildly irritating. Think about a bill you have to pay, a person you don't wanna see, a place you don't wanna to go to. Even saying it aloud, I feel right away this little fist in my solar plexus. So let's notice these three different places, the pressure of your hand that you're noticing, the sensation of looking at something pleasant, and then the sensation of something irritating coming up, something threatening, something frustrating, right? You're doing it right now. You're building your muscle to witness these different places. The tree for me, what I'm feeling in my real-time moment, that's my reality now. This constriction, is a response to a thought about a projected future that may or may not happen, but it's not happening now. When we learn how to do this, and we can do it in two minutes, which is why I love these practices. It's not like years and years and years. You practice for years, but you can experience it within minutes. And I bet most of you are right now. When you experience these differences, then you start to get really clear and you get to discern between listening and following my body. For me, I avoided public speaking for years. I would have never done a podcast, I would have never done a course, I would have never led retreats, I would have never made a record, I would have never done anything in public because I was following my body. My body would think about something horribly humiliating happening publicly because of past trauma. And those sensations that would come up from that projected future would feel so viscerally real like they were happening now that I would follow them. I would say, no way, not going there. As I learned this work, I was able to uncouple sensationally what I was projecting was going to happen from what was happening now. And by doing that, I created this very real-time somatic awareness of the present. So leading up to the moment of going on stage, I had all this capacity because I wasn't spending months in terror, clenching and jolting and being adrenalized. And then by the time the moment came, I had no capacity to even get on the stage because I'd been fearing the stage for months. Whereas now when I notice the fear coming in, I'm aware that it's not real. I'm aware that it's an expected experience. I'm aware that it's an image of the future or the remembered past that's creating sensations in the now. So I'm aware of the trick of sensation and mind, of of biology and ego. I don't even know if it's a trick, maybe it's a relationship, but I'm aware of the relationship. And the signal of stress, when visually nothing's happening, immediately shocks me sane, it wakes me up, and it tells me, yo, Your body is believing something in your mind. It's not relating to something in your present. And it has been and continues to be life-changing. Life-changing. I get to fly on planes. I get to be naked with people. I get to sing. I get to say whatever I want on social media. I get to do a podcast. I get to meet people. I have great friendships. I, I have this amazing life because I don't have... I'm not shackled by my sensations that are endlessly coming in about the past and the future. So, even when a rupture occurs, even when something humiliating happens, in that moment, I get to find something safe in the now. Someone calls me out. Someone says they don't want to be my friend anymore. My daughter screams and throws something. My wife gets angry with me. Whatever it is, I get angry with her. Whatever it is, I get to notice simultaneously, what's happening right now that helps me. What's happening right now that's safe, that's outside of my mind right now. And my body settles immediately, immediately. And that settling gives us capacity for the inevitable ruptures, for the inevitable traumatic events we will face in our lifetime, and for the inevitable daily activation that comes with being seen and living and sharing yourself vulnerably with people. So I thank you so much for listening. I'm excited to see where this practice takes you. Please leave a review if these podcasts are helpful. It helps more people find them in their searches. That's how the algorithm works. And I will see you next time. So that's the end of today's episode. Notice where you feel the episode inside of your body. Those sensations, those expressions. That's how your body speaks to you. Sit with it, be with it, and let whatever wants to come up, come up. Because all the wisdom you're looking for is right there in those sensations. If you want to go deeper into these practices or find more information about my work, please visit holisticlifenavigation.com. I'll see you next time.